Hello, mamas, and welcome back to episode three in our Wear Parenting podcast series. Today, we are chatting all about holding boundaries. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to episode three in our Aware Parenting podcast series with the incredible Lael Stone. She is our Aware Parenting guru, doula, mother of three, co-founder of an epic school, just an all-round legend. And she is doing her final episode with us today, which is all about holding boundaries. Now, if you've missed it, please go back at some stage and listen to episode one and two. Episode one, we talk about raising resilient and compassionate children. And it's an epic discussion about being a safe space for feelings, letting our kids express themselves, being really like aware of looking beneath the behavior of what our children show. It's so epic. And I really encourage you to go listen to that. And episode two, we talk about self-care and compassion as a mother. That is also such an important topic. So go listen to those when you can. But today we're talking all about holding boundaries. So I did a workshop with Lael a couple of months ago, and this was one of the themes that came up in the workshop. And I realized I was really bad at holding boundaries, particularly with my children. I so often would fluctuate between being what I call a snowflake, where I just throw my hands up in the air and go, whatever, just do it anyway. You're not going to listen to me, are you? (laughs) And I just let them do whatever the thing was that, you know, they were pushing back against. Or I'd be really defensive and firm and rigid, but not loving, very closed off and defensive with my boundaries. So I'd be like, no, you are not doing that. I said no, and no means no. And I knew after doing this workshop with her that, wow, I really need to work on treading that middle balance between holding firm but loving boundaries. So staying anchored, as we describe in the podcast, and but being really open still. And that's something I'm definitely still working on. But I've been really trying to hold firmer boundaries since that workshop. And it's been so life-changing. Honestly, it has just being able to hold a boundary with my children, with friends, with family. Whoever it is, it feels really good to be able to honor that. So I really hope this episode speaks to you too. If it does, please jump on over to at Laura, either comment on this podcast post or send me a message and let me know what you got out of this episode. And maybe if you have any advice on how well you hold boundaries, I remember someone gave me a phrase, which was no is a complete sentence. And I love that. I was like, oh yes, you don't have to justify why it's a no. You can just say no. So yeah, let me know. And if you want to connect with Lael, please go check her out at Lael Stone. She is an epic, all-round legend, legendary human, and I know you're going to love what she talks about. So in today's episode, we cover how to hold firm but loving boundaries, really learning and understanding your yeses and your nos, and where are you shoulding in your life and being able to understand where are you saying things like, yeah, I should do that which is maybe really just you letting go of a boundary. So it's a really important episode. I can't wait for you to hear it and enjoy. And I wanted to speak as part of self-care because this is another huge revelation I've had recently is about how, or I believe, and I'm sure you do too, holding boundaries is such an integral part of self-care too, right? So you can be doing all the things to fill your cup up, but if you're saying yes to things you really want to say no to, or even with your own children, if you're not holding boundaries and you're just kind of letting them get pushed left, right and center, that's definitely not looking after your self-care. So could you maybe speak to boundaries and like 
full body yeses and nos because I guess that ties in with that because I think that's a really key discussion when it comes to self-care that I probably haven't seen too many people talking about aside from you. Mm, thank you. Um, yeah, well, going back again to what we're saying about self-care, what were we modelled about boundaries? Again, it's really curious to be to look at well, what was I shown in my family. Now, for a lot of us, I think what we think boundaries are, are yelling. It's just right. We've reached capacity and then we blow, right? And then we just do whatever that person who's yelling at us wants us to do. That's for a lot of us, that's how we grew up. That's what boundaries look like. Or it's a silent treatment or something like that. You know, an embodied boundary is often when an adult, or we'll talk about for an adult for a moment, is calm. I often talk about being really anchored, which means I explain it like be a tree. Imagine you've got tree roots deep down into the earth. And but you are still flexible and you can still sway, right? But you are grounded, you are anchored there. And you say, it's a no. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not willing for you to do that. It's a no now. Because when we are setting a boundary that comes from a place of yelling, it means that we are out of balance. It means that we've got a whole lot of activation going on. Ideally, we need to be that calm place where we're setting a no. Because the way that a child then reads it is there's a no, but our heart is still open and connection is still there. Whereas when we're setting a boundary with our kids and we are yelling, it often becomes for the child more about the disconnection and the unhappiness of the parent than it is around what we're telling them to stop doing. And again, when we look back on that theory of there's always a reason for the behavior. So, you know, when we want to, when we can look at it through that lens of they're acting out at the moment, they actually need a limit or a boundary to push up against to move some of these feelings. And that can help us set that limit in a calmer space. Now, again, it's not always easy to do, particularly if we're tired and we're hungry and we're stressed we can default into that power over and that yelling. And that's where we've got to have a lot of compassion for ourselves because we are not meant to be parenting on our own in our houses 24-7. It's, you know, it's a massive pressure that we're all carrying within that. But the key piece of learning how to set boundaries with our children is learning to set them with ourselves and learning to tune in, as you say, to our yeses and nos. Mm. So uh, I taught sex education to teenagers for about five years in secondary schools, which was an amazing job. And we would talk a lot about consent. And one of the things I would talk to them about consent around was about what our full body yeses are. And I used to explain that we have a brain in our head. We've got one in our heart. We've got one in our gut. We've also got one in our genitals. And that these four parts of us need to be saying a strong yes before we do something. Because if it's a maybe, it's a no until it's a full body yes. Yes, this is what I want to do. Now, we would talk about that in regards to consent, as in regards to sex and in regards to lots of other things. But the whole goal of that was getting them to tune into what were their yeses and nos. And, and I think this is, the I guess, one of the problems I see in this whole behaviorism paradigm that we've lived in is most of us are conditioned to be good girls and good boys, which means we often abandon what we deeply want in order to keep other people happy. And that is the consequence often when we raise children with punishments and rewards and when we are raising them in a way that is all about you must be good all the time. Well, then if the child's barometer is in order to be loved, I must be good, then they often neglect what they deeply desire or what they need or what their yeses and nos are and become conditioned to constantly scan and go, am I going to get approval if I do this? And that's not what we want for our beautiful kids. We want them to have their own inner authority. We want them to be present enough to their internal dialogue and their feelings to make choices and decisions from that space. So again, how do we model that to our beautiful kids? Well, it's tuning into to what our shoulds are. It's like if we go, someone says to you, you know, can you please make 160 cupcakes by tomorrow for the bake stall? 
And in your head, you're like, oh, I should do that because what will they think of me if I don't? Well, that's not a full body yes, is it? That's a I should because I'm worried about what people will think of me. Mm. And really, if you were to get quiet and tune into all those four parts of you, what would they say? You know, your head might be like, I should because, you know, that what will they think of me? My heart's like, hells no, I'm not doing that. And your gut's like, nah. And then probably your genitals will be like, nip, that's a big no. We're not doing that. And so, again, we, we have to question why do we say yes to stuff when we don't really want to? And a lot of that has to do with our conditioning. And, look, it, we have to also be flexible because, you know, there's times where our kids are like, I'm hungry. And probably our full body yes is, well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to make you any more food. I'm done. There's times, of course, when we're parenting where we're like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I've got to. And sometimes what do we need to do to find a better way? Like you were saying before, what do I need? I need five minutes of massage to help me turn up. You know, sometimes it's like, you know what, let's do this, but I'm going to put music on that I love just to help me feel better. Or I'm going to eat something beautiful whilst we do it. Like whatever, you know, it's sometimes we have to do stuff. But when it comes to decisions around things, we need to tune in to our yeses and nos around, does that feel right for me? Now, the other flip side of that is many of us are very frightened to have boundaries and to set our limits because, again, there's a story that goes with it. And often the story is, well, if I say no, well, what might happen? Well, that person might not like me or that person might judge me or my mother-in-law might, you know, talk about me behind my back because I said no. I don't want to come to your house at 7.30 on Christmas morning with the kids, right? Like, well, whatever it is. I wonder if some people are like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, huh? my story. <laughs> um, and, and I think the thing is here, what we want to do is we want to be able to stand in our sovereignty of what is a yes and no for us. And, and I know this is so tricky and I was exactly like this. I was such a good girl growing up. I was all about everyone needs to approve of me. I don't want to upset anyone. And it probably was when I started doing aware parenting and I realized what it was asking of me to be very spacious, but also to be connected to myself. I began to realize I, I am no longer going to say yes to things that I want to say yes to. I'm going to be fierce around my boundaries because I have to take care of myself. And, and if they have an issue with that, then that's about them. Right. And so I am going to say no. Um, around certain things. And it was tricky to practice it. It was really tricky because it felt so uncomfortable. It was such a deep pattern in with me to keep everybody else happy. But here's the thing, as I started to say no around certain things, and then I'd look and go, oh, yep, it's all still okay. Yep, I'm going to start doing more and more of it. And sure, there were times where people were a bit like, oh, well, I, I want you to do this. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm happy to hear how you feel about it, but that could be no for me because I am my, you know, the best authority on my life and what feels right for me. And if I want my children to grow up having strong yeses and nos about being connected to themselves, then they have to see it modeled. They have to see me standing in that place as well. You know, so I think it is a bit like self-care. It's one of those topics that has got many layers to it that are really connected around what was modeled to us, our relationship to it, what we make it mean. And it, and I often say to women, it just takes practice. Just start practicing. Practice saying no to something. Oh, it's all okay. Everyone's still here. And the more that we practice, the more we get more fierce with it. And the more then we get to a place where we're like, no, nah, these are my yeses and nos. They are non-negotiable now. And I have to, I really will share this. Like I had the crappest boundaries, no self-care. Like really, my kids kind of just walked all over me and, um, you know, and I was miserable. Mothering was miserable. I hated it. I was resentful. I didn't get any of my needs met. It was terrible. And then, and I felt trapped and it wasn't, they were not happy years. And then I think when I started to really shift 
around what my needs were, around how I be the parent I want to be, about listening to feelings. It just changed everything. Whereas now I don't have any issues like that at all. My boundaries are fierce and I celebrate other people's boundaries as well. I'm like, good for you. You know, I had a girlfriend, we were going to catch up. I was in the car driving to her house and she rings me and she's like, Leo, I am, I am actually blown out. You're probably on your way. I'm like, I am. And she goes, I'm sorry, I'm going to pull the pin. And I was like, good for you, honey. Like, I love that you are honoring your no right now. I don't care that I'm halfway to your house. I'll turn around and do something else. I totally yeah. trust that. Yeah. And she was like, you know, she honored it in me. I honored it in her. I'm like, we need to do more of that because we need to model to our children what that looks like mm-hmm. and claim our spaces within that because then we will be more authentically us. 100%. I love all of that. Like I said, this is a whole new thing I realized I was shocking at. I really love how you describe the tree as well. I've really lent on that analogy because I think I fluctuated between total snowflake where I just threw my hands up in the air and was like, oh, whatever, just do what you want, particularly with my children um, and with you know, extended family and whatnot versus um, I would just be really closed with my heart, as you describe, and really like defensive almost like, no. And I was like, there's got to be a middle ground. So I love that, like anchored, you know, you are strong, you are anchored, but you still sway like a tree. Like you are still flexible. You're not closed. You're open hearted. That really helped me because I found it hard to find the loving but firm middle ground. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, like, oh, don't worry about it. Or, you know, mm. like screaming, no, I won't do that mm. <laughs> like in a really non-loving way. So mm. I really love that analogy and I hope it resonates with the women listening as well. Um, before we wrap up this chat on boundaries, I just would love for you to share what you shared in the workshop about the ridiculous request you got you and your friend to do so that you could practice saying no if you <laughs> for that one, because I just know a lot of women, myself mm. included, mm. like the word no is really hard mm. to speak and practice. So could you yeah. share that in case it's interesting yeah, yeah. else to try? <laughs> well, I think because I had such a hard time saying no, my good girl was so alive and well, I, I thought I need to practice it in ways where... <laughs> where I I can get the words out and it's okay. So I said to my girlfriend, can you ring me like in the next week at a random time and just ask me the most ridiculous thing to do, like come over and do all your washing and feed your four kids and put them to bed and make you dinner and massage your feet, like something outrageous. And she's like, okay. And I said, and I'm going to practice saying no and I'm going to see how that feels. And she's like, okay. So I think she's used to my crazy stuff. Anyway, she did. She rang me at one point. She's like, hi, Leo. And then she just had this request and I'm laughing and I was like, no, no, Rach, I cannot do that for you. And she goes, oh, okay, that's all right. I still love you. And I was like, great. And then we hung up the phone, right? And I'm like, I kept saying, well, you need to you need to keep doing a few more to me so I can keep practicing. And we would laugh and laughter is a beautiful stress release as well. And it was like I had to practice a little bit, giving permission to myself to say, it is okay to say no. And it is okay to have those boundaries. And I am still okay. And I am still lovable. And I am still worthy. And I am still enough. And I kind of had to, had to trick myself on some level to learn how to do it, to feel more comfortable with it. And I do know how uncomfortable it is for many people when we have been conditioned to be good our whole lives. Uh, it can be a really big stretch, but it's, um, it's a good way to practice doing it so that we can have those boundaries, you know, that are important for us. Yeah. I, I just really loved listening to that story because I think it's so easy to look at someone like yourself and think, oh, you're so good at this, Lael. And, you know, like you must just always have been good at this. And I just Uh -uh. really love hearing people's beginning stories where 
it was so hard for you to say no that you needed someone to to call you with that ridiculous request and I really I, want to borrow that. <laughs> I feel that um I think you know the thing that I find that parents love the most when I talk about is all the times I've messed up because yeah. I mean there is no perfect parenting. There is no perfect. I think we have to take it off the table, right? And I've messed up in every way possible. But they all love it when I tell all the stories about all the stupid things I've done and where I lost it because they're like, oh, makes me feel like there's normal and there's hope. And I'm like, of course there is. Like I am a great, calm, connected mum, but I have ta- it's taken a lot of practice to learn how to be spacious. I've listened to a lot of feelings. I've done a lot of work on myself. Like you can get there. It can be the way you want it to be. We we need role models, I think, for it, but we also need to practice it and we also need to know that we start somewhere. I often talk about parenting in this way is like learning a brand new language. And I said, most of us grew up in the house speaking English, right? And it was all about punishments and rewards and being good boys and good girls and that behaviorism stuff. And now, you know, parenting with, I guess, consciousness and awareness is like speaking Italian. And if you didn't grow up in a family that spoke Italian, it's really tricky to do. It's clunky. You make mistakes. You mess it up, right? But then you start practicing it. You get better. You hang out with other people who speak Italian. gets better, right? You get influenced by it. And then you learn to become fluent in Italian. It doesn't just happen overnight. It takes practice. And I said, and I, I really do believe that we are learning and we're undoing a whole lot of generational patterns when we parent with more consciousness and awareness that can be tricky to do. So it does take practice and we have to be so compassionate with ourselves, mm. so compassionate, particularly on those days where you are stretched and you mess up and you yell, you know, it does not serve you to beat yourself up and, and, you know, make yourself wrong. You know, we need in those moments to go, I am having a hard day and tomorrow will be a new day and I'm going to give myself some love and compassion because this is full on, this is hard, right? So it it took me a lot of love and compassion of myself to get to this point, to to feel calm, to be able to respond to my kids in the way I want to. But it's it's possible. And and again, I absolutely I love that I came from a place where I hated mothering and I had crap boundaries and no self-care and and I was just a, such a good girl trying to keep everyone happy to reach a place where I feel there is a beautiful balance of where I can sit in the world and and what I could model to my kids, but also the relationships that we have. So it is totally possible. Mm, I love that. I feel like that's just mic drop, the perfect way to end this conversation, Lael. Is there mm. any, like, I feel like you've summed it all up, but do you have any final words for women who are trying to connect to the powerful parent within them or who are trying to navigate this journey? Is there any final piece of advice or wisdom, or do you feel like we've, we've, we've covered all bases? I want to say, trust yourself because you do have the answers within you. Sometimes it's just too noisy that we can't hear it. And we are all a beautiful work in progress. Like there is no perfect, so let that go, but just keep coming home to you. Come home to your intuition. Come home to your instinct. Come home to your enoughness. That's the only guide you need. You know, there's so many people out there, so many experts, like me including, saying do this, do that. Listen to what is right for you. That is that is the goal at the end of the day. It is so much about tuning into your own um, your own innate wisdom, your own innate knowledge. Like the um, my book that is just that is just about to come out. You know, that's the first thing we say. The very first page is trust yourself, right? Because there's so much information out there around how things should look. But at the end of the day, you know your child better than anyone. 
Mm-hmm. And and when we can lean into our own story and work and and be curious about our own imprints and stories, then we are setting ourselves up for a whole other beautiful, magnificent, you know, conscious journey of parenting um, when we're willing to lean in and do the work. And that all comes back to trusting yourself and, and your story. Mm, that's, yeah, so, so powerful. Thank you so much. Like I truly feel like so much of my life has changed from the work that you share with women out there. And I just really wanted to share your wisdom on this podcast because I know I'm going to get flooded with messages around women taking these pieces of advice and wisdom on board and integrating it into their own life if that feels good for them. And yeah, I know this work is really powerful. So keep it up. You're a really wise woman and I so appreciate you coming on the podcast, Lael. Thank you. Thank you for having me, darling. And thank you for having these conversations because they're so powerful. Like These are the conversations I wish I had been exposed to when I was a new mom. I think I would have saved myself many years of heartache if I had have known that there is another way to do it or to just have some of these real conversations that are needed. So thank you for the work you're doing out in the world, darling. I think you're impacting many. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lael. That was wonderful. You're welcome. Hey, mamas. I'd so love to hear from you after you listen to this episode about whether you are a rock star boundary holder or whether you, like me, was actually really rubbish at holding boundaries. And this is something that maybe you want to work on because I know for me, it's changed my life being able to hold boundaries. It's really been like an epic little project I've had over the last couple of months of being able to implement this. So come on over to at Physio Laura and let me know what you got out of that episode and where you sit on the snowflake to really rigid boundary holding spectrum. I'd so love to hear from you. So at Physio Laura, jump on over, let me know what you got out of today's episode. And if you want to connect with Lael and be immersed in her world and all her offerings and her courses and her podcast, go and check her out at Lael Stone. She is a wealth of knowledge and honestly, I've learned so much from her over the last year and it's been really wonderful. So if you can even learn a smidgen of what I've learned, I know it will really help you on this weird and wild and wonderful parenting journey that is, you know, navigating motherhood and young babies and even older babies. She has a lot on teenagers too. So yeah, it's really, really beautiful, her work. And if you want to connect with me further and you want to look after yourself during pregnancy, and really make sure that physically and mentally you are in tip-top shape. You can join me and hundreds of other women inside the Pregnancy Posse right now. Literally, there's hundreds active inside the Pregnancy Posse. We've had thousands of women go through this program over the years, and honestly, the feedback has been amazing. Women love the workouts. They love the resources library. They love the Q&As. They love being able to ask me all of their questions rather than going down the Google rabbit hole. Uh, It's a really beautiful space to be held in. So if that feels like something that you really want to do for you, look after yourself, support yourself during pregnancy, go on over to thatpregnancypossy.com and you can trial the program for seven days. But without further ado, I'm going to love you and leave you. Do subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss our next amazing series dropping next week. And I will see you then. Bye.